And welcome back to Let's Talk Sports with yours and only Worry. So it's been a good weekend. Today, Monday, June 17th. Uh, thank you guys for joining me on my drive to work. As always, this morning, going to talk about the two main headliners from this weekend. Both of them, which brought me a lot of joy. Uh, but before I just wanted to start, just thanking, uh, thanking uh, all the listeners, uh, friends and uh, friends and family members showed some support. Appreciate the love, much appreciated. So, starting the week off with this episode, plan to uh, upload it later today. And I'm hoping to come back with you guys with at least three more episodes this weekend. As I just know, there's going to be a lot to talk about. So first off, uh, I mentioned I'm a big fan of boxing. And going to be frank with you, the big upset that happened a couple weeks ago with Andy Ruiz stopping Anthony Joshua. And that shocking upset really had me really excited about boxing. Like, I am more excited than I've been about boxing in years. I feel like last time I was that excited, Floyd Mayweather was still at his prime. And there was still a lot of talk of him fighting Pacquiao, even though that came late in his career. And truthfully, it's been some time now. There hasn't been much keeping me intrigued other than Deontay Wilder, his potential bout with Anthony Joshua, which now seems more feasible, but less attractive. To be frank with you, it's just less of an attractive fight now that Anthony Joshua is no longer undefeated. And uh, so in uh, in uh, Triple G, of course, is one that uh, is one that I'm a big fan of. So I'm more Triple G guy than Canelo. I'm hoping for that third fight to come. Uh, Triple G handled this business. Not this past weekend, but the previous past weekend. With a great stoppage win. So this weekend we got to see another heavyweight title. Sorry, I keep forgetting. Fortunately, Tyson Fury being the lineal champion doesn't currently hold no belts. But he fought this weekend. He fought Tom Schwartz, another undefeated fighter in the heavyweight division. After what's been an exciting, a few exciting face-off, Tyson Fury, of course, always puts on the show. So it gave it gave us something to look forward to. And man, did he deliver! Tyson Fury came out and really outboxed, outclass just outmaneuvered Tom Schwartz, right? And this is part of the reason why it's exciting because Tyson Fury is really that good. And the heavyweight division has a lot of monsters in there, a lot of scary dudes that really, I'm sure a few of these fighters don't want to fight. I mean, we've heard Anthony Joshua doesn't want to fight King Kong Ortiz, who Deontay Wilder is set to fight next. And we've seen what happened with that Indy Ruiz fight when we all laughed at his physique, butter bean looking boxer. But you know what? 
He came out, outboxed, outmatched Anthony Joshua, and laid his ass flat. I mean, dropping him four times to me. And we saw the way Joshua walked back to that ring, to his corner, putting his hands on the rope. He didn't want no, he didn't want to fight. He didn't look like it to me. Now, as I mentioned, Tyson Fury really outmatched, outboxed his opponent. Great footwork, great head movement. There's this one, there's this one about this 10 minute, uh, this 10 seconds, sorry, segment of the fight. You can watch it online. Just something beautiful. Schwartz throws a seven punch combo while Fury is on the ropes and not a single one of them landed. Fury's hands are down. He's Euro, he is ducking, rolling his shoulders, and seven punches, none of them landing. Tyson Fury staying focused, looking at his opponent the whole time. That was just a beautiful thing to see. And I know I need to do my research a bit more, do my homework, but I'm starting to wonder if we should look at Tyson Fury as one of the greatest defensive heavyweight boxers. I'll be frank, you know, uh, my history of boxing doesn't go that far. But from what I'm seeing here, he's putting up, he's really doing something beautiful. His footwork and his head movement, especially defensively, is something something special to see. Something I certainly don't see in Joshua and I don't see in, in Deontay Wilder either. Now, Deontay Wilder came out and said that the, the rematch will happen. We will see Tyson Fury. Deontay Wilder in the new year, but he has also said that he will be having a rematch with with uh, King Kong Ortiz, and that rematch will happen before the Fury fight. So it'll be interesting to see if Tyson Fury just stays fresh, awaiting for that rematch, or who his next opponent will be. As we've already heard that Andy Ruiz has accepted the rematch with Anthony Joshua. I know I spoke about this before, but I'm really hoping that Andy Ruiz, uh, I'm really hoping the fight doesn't take place in London, in the UK. At the end of the day, he is the champion now, so I do think he has some leverage in this saying. Uh, being the first Mexican heavyweight champion of all time, to me, what what better opportunity than to host the fight in Mexico? We know Mexicans support their own, and especially a guy like Andy Ruiz, who really showed the heart of a champion after being knocked down and coming back to knock Anthony Joshua down two more times in the same round. And of course, the historical impact of being the first Mexican heavyweight boxing, adding to that the long history of Mexican boxing, I expect it to be something something of magnitude, magnitude impact. And I just think it would be a missed opportunity to be frank. I know Anthony Joshua wants to, probably wants to go back on familiar territory to put himself more at ease. But like I said, he lost to the victor, goes to the spoils, and now he has all the leverage. But we'll see, details will come out soon about that fight. And I'll be sure to share it with you guys. But great fight, as I mentioned. I'm so excited, so excited for boxing again. And it was a great fight this weekend. If you guys don't know about the Gypsy King, 
aka Tyson Fury. Name, of course, after great Mike Tyson. You guys really should look into him. Great showman with great sportsmanship. There's this beautiful uh, video showing him walking over to Tom Schwartz's opponent's locker after the fight, just paying him respect, shaking hands. This is what sportsmanship is about. But as you watch those, uh, those, uh, sorry, those stare downs, the press conferences before the fights, man, does this man put on a show and you would really think there's real animosity there, calling him a bum, telling him he would knock him out in the first round. Uh, we saw we saw how that ended. It ended up being a second round knockout, but it doesn't take away from the great show that Tyson Fury put on. Really encourage y'all to give him a follow or at least see what it's all about. As I mentioned, boxing is a really at an exciting time now. Now moving on to the big news this weekend. Just two days after the NBA Finals, two days after I myself said Kawhi Leonard's next move will shape or might reshape the landscape of the NBA, I may have to take that back. And I'm sure you guys know where I'm going with this. Oh, yes, baby. We back, baby. We back. My team, the Los Angeles Lakers, are back on top. AD to LA, it appears to be official. Adrian Wojnarowski dropped a bomb on us on Saturday, letting us know that although it's not official, can only be official as of July 1st, the New Orleans Pelicans agreed to trade Anthony Davis to the Los Angeles Lakers. What a time. Y'all cannot understand how excited I am. Man, I think it's better that I did this podcast today as opposed to Saturday because I think I'd just be doing a lot of screaming and a lot of shit talking. Now, details of the trade. The Los Angeles Lakers are getting Anthony Davis. In exchange, Lakers are sending Lonzo Ball, Brendan Ingram, Josh Hart, the fourth overall pick of this year's draft, which is coming up very soon, and two future first-round picks. Now, this is a lot of assets to trade away to trade away for one player. But we're talking Anthony Davis here. Um, I know many uh, many talked about it. Said it's a it's a lot to give for a star like Anthony Davis. But looking back on it, I think it's a win-win trade. The Lakers are in a great position now. Frank Vogel's a great coach with the addition of Jason Kidd and Lionel Allens to the coaching staff. With all the dysfunction, all the bad news happening around the Lakers, I feel really confident, at least on that side of the, uh, of the, of the, of the team. Now, you add Anthony Davis... Easily a top five talent in the NBA with LeBron James, who in my mind is still the best player in the in the NBA. How can we not win? Man, put these two on the court with against any starting five, I'm gonna take my chances. And yes, I do mean two on five. So of course this leaves up with a roster that we need to fill up. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Reports are out that. Lakers have interest in 
Jimmy Butler. Reports are out that Kyrie Irving really wants to play with Anthony Davis. And, of course, throughout the season, we've heard the talks since they've amended their relationship of Kyrie potentially coming back to team up with LeBron. I don't think it's going to happen. There's been a lot of reports talking about Kyrie Irving now that he's fired his agent and signed with Rock Nation, that all is lining up for him to be to go to the Brooklyn Nets. So I simply don't see it happening for a guy who said he wanted to write his own his own path, be his own man, and be the man of a team. I just don't see it happening because if you come to LA, you not find yourself playing third fiddle to LeBron and Anthony Davis. But the most exciting one is reports that Lakers will pursue Kawhi Leonard. And if you guys haven't seen online, Kawhi train was training this summer with LeBron a lot. I know they gain a lot of respect for each other. Uh, Kawhi didn't come out and say it exactly, but I did hear him say in one of his uh, address to the media that, you know, you practice, you play against the best in order to elevate your game. And I can't help to think how there's not that many better uh, players that are better than Kawhi. And we know that he was training in the offseason with LeBron. So I'm seeing this as a as a quick shout out. So it's lining up to be a great summer, man. I told you guys the summer's hot. This offseason is lining up to be even more interesting than this upcoming regular season. I'm expecting more big news to come. Of course, there's reports that Lakers are looking into Kemba Walker. I don't like that move. I, I love Kemba Walker. I think he's really underappreciated. But his defense is a liability. Uh, I don't think he, he's he been in a winning situation. I agree. He hasn't been paired up with a real all-star. So it would be interesting to see what he does. But I just simply don't think he's the guy to complement our roster. But man, am I excited. Man, this Anthony Davis trade got me so excited. Now, this also means Anthony Davis has a salary of $25 million this year. Part of his contract with the Pelicans included a, a trade clause, a trade bonus clause. But my understanding, and of course, I would expect him to waive that clause. So there's a $5 million bonus in the event that he was to be traded. And I'm expecting him to waive that clause to allow the Lakers cap space to sign another big name, another free agency. This got me really excited, man. Uh, As I mentioned, I think this is a win-win trade for both teams. I think David Griffin did a good job getting as much asset as possible. But at the same time, his hands were forced. If you, if you guys didn't know, Anthony Davis is signed with Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports, we've all known, is associated with LeBron. Clutch Sports is ran by is a sports agency ran by Rich Paul, which is a close Rich, Rich Paul, which is a close friend and business associate of LeBron James. <coughs> and of course. <coughs> Sorry, I need some water. <coughs> Stay hydrated, my friends. 
So, of course, we've heard uh, throughout the whole season all the hoopla about Anthony Davis and his, his trade demands. And, of course, making it clear that his only intention was to resign with the Lakers. Great news for me, by the way. <laughs> now, Rich Paul was on the cover of Sports Illustrated magazine with the title of Kingmaker. Of course, referencing to this free agency, Rich Paul, Rich Paul's agency represents many NBA players, many whom will find themselves being free agent this year. And of course, their decision and where they decide to sign can, and in my opinion, will have a big impact on what the, on what the NBA looks like next year. Hence the title of Kingmaker. Now, in that article, Rich Paul went to pretty much send a warning to the teams in the NBA, more specifically the Boston Celtics, to let them know that Anthony Davis plans on hitting free agency and only plans to resign with the Los Angeles Lakers. Any team acquiring Anthony Davis would get him on a one-year rental as they would, and I quote, abide by their contractual obligations. Man, what a passive-aggressive way of saying we're going to do what we need to do, but it don't mean we rock with you. So that really put a depth on things for, for David Griffin, I'm assuming, the head of basketball operations for the Pelicans. Of course, making it very hard for him to gain to really acquire the assets that would be fair for a talent like Anthony Davis. So with that said, I think he did a great job acquiring as much asset as he could. So overall, great work by David Griffin. If you look at the assets he acquired, I like Lonzo Ball, although I know he gets a lot of hate mainly because of his father. Uh, I think he's a great he's a great point guard with great court vision, great basketball sense, and he's a great defender. He still has ways to go as far as his shot, of course. Uh, and, of course, I think his, his understanding and his IQ is just going to increase throughout time. I really like what I'm seeing. The only thing knock I have on him is he's appeared to be injury prone in his two years in the league. Brendan Ingram, I'm just really not sold on Brendan Ingram. I really don't, I'm not buying into all the hype. I don't see what everybody is saying. I don't see the great defense that people talk about. He's a long, lengthy player. I agree, he can knock down shots when needed. But when I watch his game, I just don't, it doesn't scream talent to me. In addition to that, uh, medic, he's had some medical issues. I hear there's some clots in his blood, similar to what Chris, ba what caused Chris Bosch to retire from the game of basketball. So it'd be interesting to see how the Pelicans manage and navigate around that. And then there's Josh Hart, who pun intended showed a lot of heart this season. I like what he brought off the bench. I think Josh Hart has played uh, a great role for the Lakers, played really hard, bringing them a lot of energy off the bench and some good shooting ability. 
So that's a great that's a great add I take to their team. And of course, we know they got the fourth overall pick. To be frank, I think this year is a three man three man draft. Uh, it's all we've been, we've heard about. It's all that's been talked about is the top three picks, but well, up potential picks of the upcoming draft. So I don't give much value to the fourth pick other than being a great asset that you can use as trade bait. And I think there's a big reason as to why the New, or- the New Orleans Pelicans made this trade before the draft is to have that asset that they could shop around. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But now a team that's already well coached has a great young nucleus. And of course, with the Zion Mania, as I call it, coming to New Orleans, with their first overall pick as I expect them to fully pick him with that first overall pick. I think the roster is starting to shape up to look something very interesting. And who knows, potentially a team that could even find themselves in playoff next year. So, hence my reason why I think it's a good trade for the New Orleans Pelicans and, of course, for my Los Angeles Lakers. You know you know, I'm biased as hell, but... But we got Anthony Davis. I mean, I told y'all already. If we put LeBron and Anthony Davis on the court, I'm fine with that. We don't even need to fill up the rest of that roster. So, it's a win-win. Great times ahead, as Draymond said. Now, if I was a betting man, which I am at times, I would tell you to consider putting your money on Lakers to win the championship next year. I think we now put ourselves as the favorite. As I mentioned, we got a great coaching staff. And, of course, two of the top five players in the league really just making us a super team if you want but really making us one of the one of the strongest teams out right now again just my two cents on it of course expect me to talk a little bit more shit now that my team is finally in a position to compete Thank y'all for joining me on this morning ride. Hope you uh, hope you're enjoying uh, what I'm putting out. And if you do, please take a minute to share it. If you're not already following me, following me on on uh, Twitter at war underscore i, where I'm sure you'll see my excitement for that Anthony Davis trade. But thank you again. Thanks for joining me. Top of the morning.